The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at 5, the promise of a pardon before a convicted murderer is even sentenced. What the Texas Board of Pardon and Paroles is saying about a request from the governor for a case a Travis County jury decided just last week. And just in, the mother of the six-year-old in Virginia who shot his teacher indicted. The charges she now faces. And we're tracking a few isolated thunderstorms in the Hill Country this evening. We'll have your work week forecast in first warning weather. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jayla Washington. A gunman opened fire at a bank in Louisville, Kentucky today, killing four people and injuring at least nine others. Police now say the shooter live streamed the attack on social media before he was killed by police. The latest now from Dan Sheneman. 8.38 a.m. Active shooter at a bank in downtown Louisville. This was terrifying. It was terrifying. Three minutes after the call, Officers were on the scene. The suspect shot at officers. We then returned fire and stopped that threat. The suspect is deceased. Four victims, also dead, have been identified. Tommy Elliott, 63 years of age. Jim Tut, 64 years of age. Josh Barrett, 40 years of age. And Juliana Farmer, 57. At least nine were wounded, including two police officers. One officer, Nicholas Wilt, 26 years old, just sworn in. He's in critical but stable condition. And I want to thank them and all our other law enforcement officers for responding and doing their best to try to save some of my friends. Authorities say this was a case of workplace violence. The suspect has been identified as Connor Sturgeon. White male, 23 years of age, who was employed at Old National Bank. His weapon of choice was a rifle. Police, who searched the shooter's home, believe this will be a long and complicated investigation. Our community will continue to come together. We will find ways to love and support one another. A call for unity in a time of grief. Dan Sheneman, NBC News. And the Associated Press, USA Today and Northeastern University maintain a mass killings database. The 15 mass shootings this year are the most during the first 100 days of a calendar year since 2009 when 16 had occurred by April 10th. The database has been compiled since 2006. The years with the most mass killings were 2019 and 2022 with 45 and 42 mass killings recorded during the entire calendar year. The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles told Kegsan today it has already received a request from Governor Greg Abbott asking for an expedited investigation into Daniel Perry's murder case. On Friday, a Travis County jury found Perry guilty of murdering Garrett Foster during a July 2020 protest in downtown Austin. The jury deliberated for 15 hours after a nearly two-week trial. Perry has not been sentenced yet, but on Saturday, the governor tweeted that he would sign a pardon recommendation from the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, quote, as soon as it hits his desk. New at 6, we'll explore how this exactly works and what you may not know about those who serve on the board. Well, now to a developing story this evening. Republican State Representative Brian Slayton has retained a criminal defense attorney. 
As our news partners at the Texas Tribune report, this comes amid a potential ethics investigation. A complaint filed by a legislative staffer with the House General Investigating Committee alleges Slayton was engaging in a potentially, quote, inappropriate relationship with an intern. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, a really pleasant start to the week aside from these cloudy skies. Temperatures are cool. A few little peaks of sun here on the Austonian weather cam. You can see all this gray and white showing clouds socking in much of the day. A few breaks in them right now and also a few isolated thunderstorms only over the western hill country. Zooming in out there west of Lano, we've got a few of these showers and storms trying to progress into our area. They're not making any eastward progress, but we do have more coming in from Brady into Mason County. Here we are are just north of Mason with some heavy rain, but not severe, no hail, not even any lightning showing up with this cell right now. Otherwise, temperatures are cooler than normal for the change and very comfortable. 72 from Austin to Bastrop and 71 right now in Dripping Springs. Coming up in your forecast, I'll show you better weather ahead when the sunshine and dry weather return, our next storm chance, and what a weekend cool front means for your plants. Dueling court decisions last week have left the legality of pills used to induce abortions in limbo. Now, on Friday, a federal judge in Amarillo issued a ruling which paused the FDA's 2000 approval of Mifepristone. At the same time, a judge in Washington ruled that the FDA authorization cannot be taken away. Well, the Justice Department just appealed the Texas ruling. More now on what's next from Alice Barr. A standoff this week over abortion, yet again dividing the country. Democratic lawmakers introducing legislation today to protect access to the abortion pill. It is our obligation to stand up to this most recent assault on our reproductive rights. Though it's sure to fail in a Republican-controlled House. And I think it's important that we protect the sanctity of life. I believe in state rights. The political fight follows a ruling from a federal judge in Texas invalidating the FDA's nationwide approval of Mifepristone after more than 20 years as the most widely used abortion method in the country. The pill is still available for now. The judge put his own ruling on hold for a week while the Biden administration appeals. If the decision stands, it will put women's health at risk and undermine the FDA's ability to ensure patients have access to safe and effective medications when they need them the most. At the same time, another federal judge in Washington state ordered the FDA to keep Mifepristone on the shelves. But that decision only applies to the 17 blue states in Washington, D.C. that sued over it. It's about making sure you determine when you want to stop start a family, not some bureaucrat, not some judge does that. Now, with the abortion pill debate likely destined for the same conservative-leaning Supreme Court that overturned the federal right to an abortion, the nation may be headed for a reboot on the hotly contested fight over reproductive rights, just as the 2024 race for the White House heats up. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. A grand jury in Virginia indicted the mother of a six-year-old boy who shot his teacher. The teacher, Abby Werner, she did survive. The 25-year-old mother is now charged with a felony for child neglect and a misdemeanor charge of endangering a child by reckless storage of a firearm. Now, police say the boy's mother legally purchased the gun, and her attorney said the gun was secured on a top shelf in her closet and did have a trigger lock. Growing taller in Austin, we'll walk you through expansion plans for Del Seton Medical Center, how many floors the hospital will be adding. New K2 overdoses in Texas, how those making it are trying to bypass drug laws. And the royal countdown to the coronation of King Charles, the coaches and carriages that will carry him on the big day.
Ascension Seton says it will spend $280 million to expand Dell Seton Medical Center. It's the only level one trauma center in the 11 county region. Uh, the expansion will add 150 beds and more than 160,000 square feet with additions including new operating rooms, an inpatient rehab gym, and a neurological care facility. Now, this will mean the addition of a third level floor facing Red River Street and four new stories built on top of the current patient tower at 1500 Red River. The upgrade comes nearly six years after Del Seton opened to the public in May of 2017. A lot of the capabilities that you see as part of this expansion are just ensuring that we can continue to grow in those areas um, and continue to serve uh, Austin and the communities around it. And for more details on the new features and when the upgrades are expected to be complete, just head on over to KXAN.com and click on this story. Coming up on Nightly News tonight, the nurse at the center of a COVID vaccine conspiracy theory sharing her story. You may remember this video from 2021. Take a look there. Tennessee nurse Tiffany Dover was getting her COVID vaccine. Then she fainted. The moment did hatch a conspiracy theory that Dover died. For years now, there's this been this very active community sort of telling your story, telling stories yeah. about you. What's your message to that community now? My message is simple. It is that I am alive. I'm alive. I'm well. That's it. I hope they believe it. Well, ahead on Nightly News, what the cameras didn't show and why Dover blamed herself for some anti-vaccine rhetoric. Well, no rainfall today in the city, but thanks to the rain we saw several days ago, we are sitting pretty for the month at 2.53 inches. Notice that rain did help for the annual total, but we have not yet made up all of the deficit, falling just about an inch short of where we should be in 2023. Your forecast wind with when the sunshine returns coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. A few years back, Austin experienced a rash of K2 overdoses, especially in downtown Austin. Now, as Alana Quillen reports, first responders in Fort Worth are sounding the alarm after a spike in K2 overdoses there, some of them deadly. K2 is leading to deadly consequences in Tarrant County. Scary and, and sad altogether. Fort Worth police and the DEA are investigating five deaths involving K2 that happened between March 20th and 23rd. According to a search warrant, investigators suspect the drugs were sold by one person across South and East Fort Worth. The DEA says it's still an ongoing investigation, so it's unknown if any arrests have been made. There's something happening in the community that's causing these overdoses. Ambulance Service MedStar says it responded to eight overdose cases for K2 in March alone, where people stopped breathing or went into cardiac arrest. One of those people died. There were zero cases in the months prior. Interestingly, in a couple of these cases, they were the same patient a day or two later. So that also speaks to the need for 
substance abuse counseling availability. Fort Worth nonprofit Recovery Resource Council partners with MedStar on an overdose response team. It is following up on these overdoses to offer resources. We're there to try to help anybody wherever they're at. Recovery support specialist Michael Watkins says what makes K2 so dangerous is not knowing what's in it. No one uses it with the intention that I'm going to overdose and die. K2 is a mixture of chemicals made to copy the effects of THC and marijuana. It's banned across the country, but according to the FDA, manufacturers are switching out chemicals to bypass drug laws, even changing the packaging to say not for consumption. You're getting a whole brand new mix of ingredients that you just never know what you're ingesting. In some of these overdose cases, I am told that Narcan was used and worked in bringing people back, which means the K2 could have been laced with an opioid like fentanyl. Either way, Watkins is warning people to watch out. I remember years ago hearing someone say that an active K2 user said, if you haven't tried it, don't. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, wrapping up a pretty pleasant Monday with just a few isolated showers and storms and comfortable temperatures. The radar is and will remain dry in the Austin area and east of 35. Out in the western hill country, though, a couple of these storms continue to funnel southward from Brady and Coleman, San Angelo, out toward the western hill country. One thunderstorm in particular we're watching soaking you lucky folks in Mason. This is exactly where we need some rain. We're not getting a ton tonight, but hey, we'll take some heavy rain over the city. A couple lightning strikes just south of Mason. This is moving south of town in about 20 minutes. Back here in town, we don't expect any of that. Round Rock camera looking mostly cloudy with a few bright spots. The wind is light on the Whittlesea Landscape Supply Cam, and the temperatures feel great. It's 69 in Stonewall, 75 out in Mason, mainly lower 70s in much of the hill country. This is about 5 or 10 degrees cooler than normal. 70 at the Austin Airport, 72 in town. We've got some upper 60s in parts of Hayes and Williamson counties, and a nice, comfortable Monday evening east as well, 72s in Cedar Creek and Bastrop. Let me step out of the way. You can see this low pressure system that's responsible for the cool weather and the clouds and isolated storms. It's a big storm system which is sitting to our east. Clock, uh, counterclockwise flow rather around these storms means we have this northerly flow in the atmosphere. That serves to keep our temperatures down and also bring down a few little disturbances which can spark a few showers and thunderstorms like we're seeing. On the forecast, you can see this low pressure just meandering around the area, emerging briefly over the Gulf midweek, and then traversing back northward. This means we continue to be in this northerly flow aloft for the next several days, keeping temperatures in check. Average highs in early mid-April in Austin, about 80 degrees, will be cooler than that for the next two afternoons. Yes, high temperatures do eventually return to warmer than normal levels, up to 83 with some more humidity by Friday, but not until then. A few isolated showers possible in the hill country for the next couple of hours. We'll be watching these crews southward, again, not making any progress toward Austin nor our eastern communities. After dark, we dry out with just a little patchy fog possible under mostly clear skies by morning. After the fog lifts by 9, 10 a.m. tomorrow, just a lower chance of rain. An isolated shower in the hill country. Overall, more sunshine for most of us tomorrow. And as we advance into Wednesday with that storm moving farther away, clear skies for all and no more chance of rain. Additional rain totals, I think they'll be a little lighter and more sparse than what's shown here, but you get the picture. Just some scattered light rain expected in the hill country, and that's pretty much it. Tonight's forecast, patchy fog with dry weather after dark. The calm winds and the recent rainfall leading to some fog, 55 degrees by morning. Tomorrow looks great. Room temperature, 76 degrees, just an isolated shower and a light east-northeasterly wind. 
The seven-day forecast has temperatures slowly building through the rest of the week. Only a 10% chance of rain tomorrow, then dry sunshine on Wednesday and Thursday. As a separate, unrelated western storm moves toward the area on Friday and Saturday, heat and humidity build. We're up to 86 on Saturday, with a 30% chance of thunderstorms Saturday to start off the coming weekend. Preliminary data showing not as major severe weather threat, but we will have to watch for some strong storms as it is severe weather season. Good news, though, on Sunday, behind the cold front was associated with that storm. We have a drop in temperatures and humidity. That means if you will be downtown on Sunday morning for the Capital 10K, one of the biggest running races in Texas, it actually looks great. Temperatures in the 50s with low humidity and breezy winds. Well, just ahead, new details are emerging about next month's coronation of King Charles. What to know about the carriages and stagecoach that will carry the king and his wife Camilla. Well, for the first time in the 257-year history of Rutgers University, thousands of employees went on strike today. Three unions representing about 9,000 educators, researchers, and clinicians at the college's three main regional campuses in New Brunswick, Newark, and Camden voted unanimously to authorize the strike. The unions say they've gone 284 days without a contract and are calling for increased employee wages. They also say it's unfair that adjunct professors have to reapply for their jobs each semester. Rutgers says it has held more than 100 bargaining sessions with union leadership. I'm affected on two sides. So as a student, I'm affected because my teachers aren't being treated fairly or compensated fairly. And then as a teacher, I'm also being impacted because they expect PhD students to work on a salary that we can't live on. Well, meanwhile, the college is working to assure its 67,000 students that this strike will not affect their academic progress. Well, there is new information about the May 6th coronation of Britain King Charles. He and his wife Camilla will be taken from Buckingham Palace to London's Westminster Abbey in the Diamond Jubilee Statecoach. Uh, it was built to commemorate his mother, Queen Elizabeth's 60th year on the throne and first used in 2014. The carriage's interior includes samples of objects taken from historic buildings and palaces, while on top sits a gilded crown carved from oak from the HMS Victory, one of the Royal Navy's 18th century flagships. And then after the service, Charles and Camilla will travel in the 260-year-old Gold State Coach, which has been used at every coronation since William IV in 1831. It was first used by George III to travel to the state opening of Parliament in 1762 when he was still king of Britain's American colonies. The coach weighs four tons and it takes eight horses to pull it. Wow, well, India is expected to surpass China's population this month if it hasn't already. Demographers are unsure exactly when this will happen because they are relying on estimates. China has had the world's largest number of people since at least 1950, the year United Nations Population Data began. Each nation has more than a thousand, 1.4 billion people, and there is more than bragging rights at stake. In India, that means a growing labor force and increasing econo economy. India's 2011 census had the country's population at 1.21 billion, meaning the country has added 210 million people to its population in 12 years. For context, that's almost the number of people in all of Brazil. All right, well, we have no reruns tonight on KXAN. At 7 o'clock, we have The Voice. And then at 9 o'clock, Jason Derulo, Nicole Scherzinger, Kelsey Ballerini, and Julia Michaels are competing on That's My Jam right before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Or join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us with an antenna or through your television provider.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.